Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek, your host for Real Presence Live this morning, coming to you live from the University of Mary atop the hill south of Bismarck, North Dakota. We are delighted to be able to air today, to be with you. We have a beautiful program today where we will speak about, well, I'm going to speak about whatever I want to talk about a little bit later in the hour. That's going to be fantastic. I'm super excited to be able to talk about whatever I want to talk about for as long as I want to talk about it on air. I mean, that's like, what else could I ask for? But in the first half of the, this hour, we will speak about what's happening here at the University of Mary uh, with regard to our, uh, the development of all of our programming, and it, we'll focus in on one in particular. But let's start with a prayer asking the Lord to be with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that we are able to come to another day to be known by you, to live here. In this, uh, in this time that you have given to us as a blessing, help us to receive it as a blessing, to recognize your care for us, your guidance, your providing. Allow us to uh, enter into the joy that you desire to give to us, that we may be radiant lights, uh, reflecting your goodness, your kindness, and your love in the world this day. Help us to receive everything that you would have for us to be a light. We ask for your blessing upon all those who would tune in to Real Presence Live today, that they would be touched, that they would receive grace, uh, that many people would, would hear of the love of your son Jesus uh, manifested in particular through the, the Holy Catholic Church. We ask for your blessing upon our time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so I'm not going to just talk and do whatever I want right now. That's going to come up later, but for now I'm going to have someone else talk and say whatever she wants to say. <laughs> Dr. Mary Doctor, our dean for the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences, is here with us today. Dr. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me. This is really a, a privilege for us to be able to have one of our deans at the University of Mary come and, uh, and be with us. So uh, first, before your capacity as a UMary uh, dean, just kind of take us through who you are uh, and where you come from. And Okay. Well, I'm a physical therapist by background okay. and work clinically primarily in Bismarck here at St. Alexis CHI in a, in a multitude of areas, acute home health care, orthopedics, and then kind of found my way into the practice of women's health. Came out to University of Mary in 1998, so I have been here for a while and uh, started with a physical therapy program at that point, which was relatively new, and we were a master's program at that time. I was faculty and then director of clinical education, and then in 2010 became director of the program. We were a doctorate program by that time, mm. and um, yeah, June 1st take o- took over as dean of the School of Health Science. This is a new position for you. New position, <laughs> so learning a lot. I'm not sure if taking it over during a pandemic was the best thing, but uh, new challenges, oh gosh, and uh, yeah. I tell you, faculty and staff have risen to the challenge. My goodness, and this was this was not only 
I mean, there was a lot. There were a lot of moving parts over the last year. Oh you, gosh, <laughs> with the um, PT program and. Yeah, back in March when everything kind of came to a head, we had students all over the U.S. Mm. and they were out on their final clinicals. That was probably the the biggest challenge, I think. The good thing is, obviously, we weren't alone. And we had, you know, faculty and peers all over the country, some who were certainly dealing with it much worse than we were at Mm. that point. But Mm -hmm. students were being kicked out of their sites, you know, because at that point that wasn't the priority. So... We had students stranded all over, but um, through the grace of God and a heck of a lot of work by our directors of clinical education, we were able to get everybody graduated on time. Mm. Did a lot of finagling over the summer with the schedule, and um, I think we've got everybody on track. So we're in a hybrid model, um, as all the programs are, and, and bring them in for their intensive labs. We have them on Zoom. The university put a lot of money into the technology, and I think that's worked out well. We've got students in and out with quarantine and and back in, back out. But, uh, again, everybody is staying on track, so that's been good. Mm -hmm. And also during this time, um, or maybe you had already transitioned into your new role, but the PT program itself was transferring locations. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we added that to the mix as well. Why not? So what the heck. Um, We had the engineering program move out, and about a week or two later, um, you know, or they had to do a little bit of remodeling first, but we went from one temporary location to the next temporary location. But it's it's fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. It's Mm. very roomy, Mm. and it really has allowed the students to spread out to be honest. So it's maybe even been a little bit better during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. But that's their temporary home until um, our big phase two of when that kicks off for Vision 2030 and we can get going on that and bring our students back onto campus. So the idea with the PT program, uh, which is off campus on the satellite sort of in town satellites, um, is to have that come back to the University of Mary. Yeah, you know, there's pros about being in town. They're closer to um, to the hospitals, and, and most of these are adult students because it's a doctorate program, and so most live in town. However, mm-hmm. what is missing is that campus environment, but also probably most importantly the interprofessional aspect. So we've got 144 of, you know, very bright, um, great, mature, professional students away from campus. So to be able to bring them here and to really kind of have them be the role modeling and and rubbing shoulders with undergraduates, that's going to be outstanding. Yeah. But then the plan is, is we are we are working on a whole remodeling project where we'll have nursing, PT, OT, athletic training, exercise science, speech therapy, um, you know, kind of the whole gamut, so they can learn with and from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working together. So again, this is Father Craig Vasek. I'm your host here uh, for Real Presence Live coming from the University of Mary. So we are visiting with Dr. Doctor um, about things happening like right around us. So we're sitting in the upper living room of Lumen Vitae University Center, this magnificent uh, new student union sort of central hub of the university uh, with a lot of... Um, New things happening all the time. Monsignor Shea is always up to something. <laughs> Actually, not just up to something. He's up to a lot of some things all the time. And we're, uh, the University of Mary is, uh, maybe just to speak generally, the Vision 2030, what's, there's something for the School of Health Sciences, but in general, it's just a big plan? Or? Yeah, it's a big strategic plan, yeah. um, fundraising. So we, we really knocked out of park the, the phase one, which, as yeah. you just said, we're sitting in a gorgeous new facility, yeah. the field house, the, the female freshman residence hall. 
phase two. Fa- phase one was a hundred million dollar campaign or something like in that. that some, in that vicinity, yeah. yeah right. I, I want to say it was about ninety six, and we raised about a hundred million. So You're phase right. two, um, the one that that pertains particular to me is the mm. is the soon to be named Saint Gianna School of Health Science. So a year ago, for those um, who are not familiar with Saint Gianna, so she was named a saint in. Um, uh, not too long ago, in 2004, and she was an Italian physician, the uh, Saint Gianna, and she was pregnant with her fourth child, and they found that she had a, a large fibroid tumor, and her choice was was to be able to terminate the pregnancy, have a hysterectomy, and she would, you know, more than likely do fine. Well, of course, mm. um, being a Catholic uh, person, being a physician herself. She said, do whatever you have to do, but you save the life of the child. And so they were able to do a surgery that they removed the tumor, uh, were able to save the baby, but she died She died shortly after childbirth. She delivered a healthy baby, and uh, this, be, this baby was named after her, another St. Gianna, or excuse me, another Gianna. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? And uh, she went on to become a physician herself. And what's wow. beautiful is she has a special relationship with the University of Mary, and she, in, uh, last year, uh, she gave us permission that we will name our school after her, which, after her mother. which is very, um, which is very unique. I mean, typically you're going to name something after somebody who has a lot of money, but at University of Mary, we're taking a pretty different approach. And when you look at what we stand for and our mission and everything for the school, dignity of the human person. So if all of our students graduating from our program, can understand the respect and dignity at all stages of life, whether you're talking about um, being pro-life, but also euthanasia and, 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 and everything in between. You know, how do we respect the life? And so it's just such a beautiful foundational message for all of our students to come from. Mm-hmm. I was uh, so delighted last, I guess it was last year. I was at, I guess I was at the event. The gala. Because I remember... Yeah. Uh, Gianna, what is her name? Gianna Emanuela? Correct. Okay, yeah, I remember her being here. And I was this that, tiny little Italian. I just Italian. happened to be here, and this lady was there, and, and she was, that was when she, I, don't, I guess it was at that, that at Monsignor and her mm-hmm. were visiting, and she said that they'd be willing to have uh, the school named after their mother. Yeah, so that will, uh, once we kick off phase two, and uh, we will raise the money to be able to allow us to go forward with naming our school after her. So it's okay. really an exciting. It, it's going to be exciting. So it's this. It's a a name that is being prepared for. Correct. Okay, but there Correct. needs to, some things need to happen. Some things need to happen. <laughs> a, a strategic plan needs to. Correct. <laughs> so in addition, then is of course that building project, and it's really to to bring all of our students on campus, and then part of that is also going to be the interprofessional clinic which um, I can't wait to talk more about that, but to be able to offer our services to the people of the community who are either un- uninsured or underinsured and to be able to have our students, I mean, imagine coming in here and you've got the services of PT, OT, athletic training, exercise, science, speech, language, pathology, and uh, these students really being able to um, do what's best for the patient without the confi- confines of turf battles and, and all of that stuff that sometimes you get when you're out in practice. But mm. they can really just concentrate on, here's what's best for the patient. Let's figure out which of us is the best able to de- deliver that intervention. 
And that's you said you're excited to talk about that later in this program, or like in a couple of years when it's when it's no, happened. we can talk about oh, it later great. in this program. Oh, I Absolutely. love that because I know sometimes I'm in on conversations. You know, I work here at the university, and sometimes I'm in on conversations that are like. We're, this isn't public information yet, or whatever. So I want to make sure that the uh, that, that I don't go somewhere I'm not supposed to go. Uh, so because we actually have right now, we have a pro bono clinic with physical therapy. That's a couple afternoons per week. Speech language pathology has a has a clinic, mm-hmm. exercise science, and our doctorate of occupational therapy. So we are offering those segmented, but we know once we bring everybody together, that we can do a better job of offering kind of a one stop shop for our patients who come up. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. So you were mentioning a building uh, project. I'm thinking about the, the, the physical layout of the campus. I think that some of what's going to be happening is over sort of in our lower level of this big complex that we're sitting in right now. But is there, is there actually going to be new new buildings going up? Is there going to be sort of a reworking of something? There's reworking. So when we built this and we brought the 24-7 beautiful dining services that we have, um, so then our... so, of course, our engineering went into our former cafeteria. Right. But our bookstore went into the new one, the coffee shop, all that. So we've got an enormous bookstore space down below, a racquetball court, a fitness facility, um, a coffee shop, and all of that will be reconfigured to be able to fit in what we need to fit in. And you all... Everything will fit in that because it's a, it's a big area. It's a big area. When I walk, it takes me many minutes to get to my apartment, and I'm like walking through this area that's like, I think this is going to become something. But uh, we've got, you know, like I said, 144 PT students that, yep. will, that will join mm-hmm. our existing programs up here. So that's going to take a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here in just a moment. So I don't want to dive into any other uh, any other new things. Maybe just to just uh, maybe we'll take a break right now. Actually, I've got my program director saying I can. Great, wonderful. Well, we're gonna take a, a quick break here. Real presence live. Uh, we're visiting with Dr. Mary Doctor here at the University of Mary. We're gonna continue to visit about what's going on here with regard to our School of Health Sciences and all of the other things that are unfolding uh, in the midst of our strategic plan here. So stay with stay with us here at Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says... By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com. 
so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live, coming to you from the University of Mary. And we are visiting with Dr. Mary Doctor, Dean of the St. Gianna School of Health Sciences, recently named. Recently renamed, Saints uh, recently launched that it will be renamed. Or however, we want to <laughs> soon say. to be named. Soon to be renamed, <laughs> and recently revealed that it will be soon to be renamed. Everybody's on on board with that. All right, great. Uh, so, we just one one question left from kind of our, our beginning segment, and um, it has to do with, uh, I guess, would you call it the uh, motto of the School of Health Sciences? Um, what, there is a motto. There's a vision statement. There's these different things. Something about morally courageous. Uh, or there's something. I remember there being something. <laughs> so dignity <laughs> of the human person okay. is going to be a big part of right. everything we did. So each of the programs has a, has a mission statement, okay. and right. then certainly the school does as well. Okay. But threaded throughout every program is going to be ethics, mm-hmm. um, you know, specifically bioethics, um, really getting these students when anybody who, especially now, you know, we're coming up with all these new technologies and things to be able to improve and innovate and so forth. Mm-hmm. But is it always the best thing to do? Right. And so these students are really going to come out at a time where there's some hard questions. Yes. And obviously in an academic and higher education, you don't tell anybody what to think. But we hope that they have a strong foundation in saying, Let's ask a few more questions. Sure. And is this the right thing to do? Yeah, right, right, right. That's great to have. I mean, this is, uh, this is at the very sort of intersection of what's going on in, in, in America. Uh, the, all of these, as you're saying, all of these advancements, all these technologies, all these possibilities. Uh, but are all of the possibilities good ideas? Let's, let's look at these, you know, especially if we're going to come from a Christian background, a moral background and these different things. So great. Very, very good. Well, let's talk more about um, the University of Mary is, is launching a Catholic portfolio. Um, it has seems to be a lot of online offerings, um, but it's it's really focusing on bringing together all of the offerings that are either already being offered or are being developed so as to be at the service of kind of a robust uh, Catholic presentation coming from a Catholic university. It makes sense. Um, So the School of Health Sciences, I would imagine, is also endeavoring into that. Yeah, absolutely. So certainly we've got our residential programs. We've got, um, you know, a couple of, actually four doctorates. Two of them are hybrid. Two of them are are here, our doctorate in physical therapy, our doctorate in occupational therapy. But we have two FNP programs, whether you come from a bachelor's or from a master's. And those are primarily online programs, which are part of that online portfolio. Um, Our master's... FNP? Family nurse practitioner, sorry. Okay, great. 
Um, for our master's programs, we have a an abundance of them on the online portfolio as far as in our nursing. And um, as well as we've got an online um, kinesiology um, master's, and we have an online um, exercise physiology. And then we have a master's program in speech-language pathology and an athletic training that are both traditional and, mm-hmm. and are here. Um, probably the, the one that I want to speak about the most in the online Catholic pa- portfolio is bioethics. And really with University of Mary launching that year-round campus and to be able to kind of efficiently uh, obtain your bachelor's degree, really the push is to try and get a master's degree in four. And so you look at so many of these programs, especially in the health sciences, to also be able to come out with a bioethics background. And again, you just think about how well-equipped these students are going to be able to go out into a healthcare environment that as, as you just said, is is changing so rapidly mm-hmm. with technology mm-hmm. to be able to think deeply about some of those hard questions. So the idea would be I could get a bachelor's in almost anything and then get this master's in bioethics, or how? Or what would what would be your undergrad if you were on? It could be in anything. Okay, it could be in anything. Um, many of our people do come from from healthcare backgrounds or from religious backgrounds. So in the current program, we have a lot of priests and religious orders as. As well as, uh, and they're coming from all, all over, the over all over the U.S. I saw this last yeah. summer or whenever that was. There yeah. was people coming here like, "Where are you from?" "Oh, I'm from here and here and here." And I'm, I'm in the Masters of Bioethics, and we're here at the University of Maryland. What it's, is going it's on? It's extremely here? rich. So it, it's a coordinated <laughs> project with the NCBC, the National Catholic Bioethics Center, and they do a year with them and online, but they will actually go to their headquarters about four different times for intensive seminars, and then the second year is with us. And same thing, they do some online work, but then they come here for some intensive um, intensive learning. And the nice thing is when they come here in, in the summer, especially with our year-round campus, which unfortunately was didn't happen real well this summer, right, but of right. course we'll be back to that, and to be able to engage and to be with all of these students on a vivacious you know, campus mm-hmm. in the summer mm-hmm. is really a rich experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very impressed when I saw it all unfold. Oh, that's great. So the, that's the main one. Uh, because you were listing a lot of things that aren't necessary. I mean, they're, they're 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 being taught at a Catholic university, but the content is sort of like, well, here's the human body, so let's like figure out how it moves. You know, so there's not necessarily a whole lot of ethical Catholic dimensions on some of those programs, well, or maybe there are. Know, there are okay. actually. So everything has to. I mean, everything is accredited, and so right. you have content. I mean, we want our students to be competent professionals in whatever they're going to do, obviously. Mm-hmm. We need a nurse to be a nurse. We need a mm-hmm. OT to be an OT. However, what's what's different here is to be able to have that, um, that extra emphasis on, like I said, the ethics, and to really be able to ask and answer some of those deeper questions. I'll give you one example. Mm-hmm. All students who graduate from our School of Health Sciences take a one credit um, called interprofessional education. And so they all come together, which, which is a huge undertaking. Some are online and, you know, we'll zoom in. Others are here. And um, they go through a series of, of meetings and online work. And one of the things that they'll do is, is they'll have a session. We have a, a priest come in who has a background in the ethical and religious directives. And they go through some of the really tough cases, and then these students will solve a, a case together. Oh, wow, yeah. And so you've got it from a perspective of a, a respiratory therapist, a nurse, a you know, speech-language pathologist. 
and they have to, you know, listen to each other. That's another big part of it, <laughs> which is sadly missing in this country today. But yeah. they listen to each other and talk about it. And, you know, you come from your perspective, but let's ground it in what does the church say about faith and reason? You know, you put the science and you put the faith together. And now let's talk about that and how does that intersect when we have to ask ask and answer some of these questions. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that there could be some pretty dynamic conversations that take place. Absolutely. Because not everybody, not, I mean, not, it's a Catholic university, but it's not everybody's going to be like, here, here's what the catechism says. You know, you, you're going to have students that are like, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a kid, and like, I don't agree with this, and I want to tell you why, or whatever, which is great if you're going to have that conversation, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You've got kids from, you know, a multitude of different religious backgrounds sure. or, or no religious background. Exactly right. Exactly. And to just be able to have respectful discourse, mm-hmm. but still to be able to at least understand this is where the church is coming from because right. I, I could be wrong on my stat, but at one point I, I read that there was about 40% of, of all hospitals are owned by Catholic, um, by Catholic oh, affiliation. Yeah. Right, right, and right. so either I work at a Catholic hospital or I'm a Catholic patient, Catholic patient who goes to a non-Catholic mm. hospital. Mm-hmm. And again, just to be able to come from it from their perspective, what does that mean to, to me when I have some of those really tough questions that um, have to do with, you know, birth control and, and uh, end-of-life issues and so forth? Right. Wow. And you, you all are engaging this stuff day in and day out. You know, it's fun. You, you know, it's, it's hallway talk. It's, it's what you do. And, and that's really the fun thing about being able to work here is you can have those conversations. Right. So I work in the athletic department. I know that's not what the segment is on, but... This is what the coaches say regularly as I've been working with them and I'm running around in the athletic world. It's so nice to be able to talk about God. It's so nice to be able to talk about stuff. You can't talk about this stuff in other places, though. So yeah, that's great. The freedom, the the freedom to, to do that. Exactly. So this is Father Craig Vosick uh, hosting today, chatting with Dr. Mary Doctor, the dean of our School of Health Sciences. And uh, you had mentioned uh, wanting to maybe visit a little bit more about these, these clinic this clinic uh, opportunity that might be coming up? Uh. Yeah, so like I said, right now we do have clinic services, right. and our hope and our goal is to bring this all together. And so we will have an interprofessional clinic where, again, under underinsured, so people who have run out of insurance, we know that happens. They've had a traumatic or a, or, or a very large, uh, you know, whether it's a CVA, a stroke, um, spinal cord injury, amputations, etc., and they're insured insurance cuts off so they could still benefit from some rehab services or they're uninsured which certainly that's a large part of our population as well so they can come out here and they can receive free free services from students who are supervised by faculty Mm. so the nice thing is faculty can still keep their clinical skills we can you know you you teach something something in the classroom and then you say see this is what we were talking about and you see that light bulb go off in a student um, those hard things that you can't simulate necessarily in a classroom, then you're able to see it on a real patient. So simulation, um, we have a simulation um, capabilities here in our nursing program, which if you've seen those, those are really wonderful models, and, and they're able to you know simulate heart rate and blood pressure and all those things, and those are fantastic. However, you still need to have real patients. It's, it's pretty hard to simulate a stroke. And so you bring a real patient up here and you're, you're able to, you know, feel what spasticity is and, and to transfer with them and to work on gait and function and, and return to all the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. That's going to be here on campus or that's going to be out in town? That will be here on campus. Okay. That will be here on campus. So we're excited. 
I love that. That's really great. Any other things you want to share with us uh, with regard to your role here? Um, you know, it's it's exciting. I think, we, like I said, we've got such fantastic programs, and I think it's just only going to get better mm-hmm. um, when when we just see the, the capabilities of when we're all brought together on campus and able to share resources and, and the efficiencies and, and so forth. We've got a lot happening with... Um, I was just telling Father Vosick, we've got uh, our exercise science students who are doing EKG testing on on all the athletes right now, and they're looking at potential how that how might that relate if anybody tests positive for COVID, how what might they see later down the road? So um, you know, you look at COVID, obviously a horrendous thing that's happened, but it's also bringing us some opportunities for looking at research and what are we going to start to see with some of the post COVID. Um, impairments that that people are having so some exciting things happening down the road that's great dr mary doctor thanks for being with us today you're welcome it was a pleasure wonderful the university of mary was founded by uh, catholic benedictine nuns who when they moved to the university or when they moved to bismarck uh started in the healthcare professions and uh, the university of mary is born from that labor back in the late 1800s early 1900s we're going to take a break uh, we're going to come back, and I'm going to just talk about whatever I want to talk about. The Feast of All Saints and All Souls is coming up. That's what we're going to focus on, the Feast of All Souls, uh, Feast of All Saints and All Souls. And you can call in with any questions that you might have. This is Real Presence Radio. This is Father Craig Vosick. You can call in at 877-795-0122. Go ahead and do it. We'll be right back after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 